We are I. This is going to be an interesting edition of We Are I. So I haven't done a solo podcast of We Are I since the very beginning of the introduction. Um, you know, it's something I've wanted to do for a while, but uh, the reason why that I haven't done it is because I've had so many great guests lined up and, you know, just like everybody else, super busy. But, you know, I feel like today you know, is a good day for a few reasons because, um you know, I've just I've I've talked to so many people lately and I've been hearing so much on the news and other podcasts about, you know, people getting involved in everybody else's business from, you know, the major one that I've really seen lately is, you know, people getting involved with other people's parenting. Um but you know, then I really realized that this has a lot to do with, you know, just life in general and actually an issue that I've been dealing with for a long time, you know, originally by myself and, you know, now with clients and friends and family members, you know, all the time. And, you know, it's, you know, being ostracized in your community just, just because you're different for whatever reason, you know, like when people challenge the mold or, you know, when they want to, you know, break out of, you know, like the standard way of living, you know, no matter what that is. And, you know, originally it was just, you know, finding your identity and, you know, really just trying to find what like makes you happy, you know, and it started off slow and, you know, it gained a lot of traction and, you know, a lot of people starting to find their own identity and identifying with different groups and, you know, which is, is absolutely fine, you know, but if we encourage that behavior, then why does everybody then in return judge it so hard, you know, and, and what gives people the right to be able to do that and to have such a voice, you know, like, where if you had the voice, think of all the people who wanted to have the voice just to be able to be free of conviction, to be able to think what they how they wanted to enact how they wanted, which is a big part of how, you know, our country was even formed here in Canada in the United States. You know, but now it's kind of flipped back around where everybody wants to judge people on those things. And, you know, where I really notice it in the fitness industry, you know, just health and wellness in general is there's usually typically one person in a social network that wants to make a change. You know, they start eating a little bit better, they start working out, their body starts to change. And, you know, then you start feeling all those comments from people like, you know, oh, why are you doing this on the weekend? Don't you ever take a day off? You know, can't you give that a break? You know, you don't need to do that today. You know, can't you have a little bit of fun? Can't you let loose? You know, everything that's just going to steer that person further away from their goal. You know, I've even had a, a friend and a client once who was in the best shape of her life and she was a nurse and she got taken aside, you know, by a team of doctors at the hospital because they thought she had an eating disorder because she had lost so much weight. You know, and this, this woman was like the walking definition of a super athlete, you know, ate more than she's ever ate, trained harder than she's ever trained, best shape of her life, you know, has five kids, just a powerhouse. And this is what they did because she broke the mold. You know, in a big part, I was talking to one of my friends the other day and I was telling her, you know, I'm like, when we become a martyr for our personal sovereignty, you know, against ourselves, you know, not even against the world, just a, being a martyr to ourselves, being like, hey, you know, 
I'm going to be different for whatever reason. You know, her and I happen to be talking about sleep and, you know, breaking the sleep mode. I got to get, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten hours of sleep and that's the most beneficial. And I'm like, you know what? For me, no, I don't. And there's a lot of people that don't. You know, I do great off four or five hours of sleep. But there's a lot that also comes with that. You know, when people are like, Blake, you need to get more sleep. You're going to burn yourself out. I'm like, why? You know, like, so I don't drink rarely, rarely ever. I try not to eat bad food. I try to do all these. I try to exercise. You know, I eat healthy. I give my body and my brain and my everything the tools that it needs to be able to survive and survive at an optimal level. So you can tell me that I need to be able to sleep the same amount as somebody who's 60 pounds overweight shoveling donuts down their mouth every day, coming home and having four or five beers or two or three glasses of wine and Chinese food. You know, like we need to be able to sleep the same. Ah, oh, I don't think so. You know, somebody sitting at a desk all day plunking keys no matter what they're doing, either crushing the world or data entry, doesn't matter. You're sitting at a desk all day, you know, 8, 9, 10, 12 hours, you know, versus, you know, somebody like me who might work out 2, 3 hours a day. There's no way that that's the same. You know, but the minute that you tell somebody like, hey, you know, I might sleep 12 hours, you know, because I do all this activity and my body needs to recover more, there's like, oh, you're sleeping half your day away. But on the flip side, that hey, I'm going to sleep four hours less, so I'm going to sleep four hours total. They're like, oh, you're not getting enough sleep. You know, and the one thing that we know about life is nothing is ever the same. You know, so why are all these standards, you know, and these these averages put out there saying everybody needs to do this? You know, young, old, fat, skinny, tall, short, male, female, doesn't matter. Everybody needs, you know, eight hours sleep, nine hours, nine hours of sleep. You know, I actually did the sleep tracking for myself and I was like, hey, you know, if I sleep seven or eight hours, I have like 17 to 20, 25 restless episodes during that night, which means I'm not getting any good quality REM sleep. I sleep four or five hours. I'm like a zombie. You know, so who is anybody to be able to tell me that that four or five hour sleep isn't more beneficial when I am dead to the world and my body is at the optimal recovery stage for the entire time I'm sleeping, you know, versus when I try to sleep that seven or eight hours and I'm up all night. You know, but these are the little things that, you know, people just, they don't take it within themselves to be able to figure these things out. You know, kind of break away from that mold and saying like, hey, there, there is a lot of difference amongst us. You know, will I be that same way, you know, when I'm 40? I don't know. But the only thing is, I care about myself and my health and wellness to be able to want to do that. You know, I might be on a more ketogenic diet today and then a more vegetarian diet tomorrow, you know, and that's fine, you know, but the one thing that I'll never be on is Chinese food and pizza and beer diet, you know, but what gets more judgment? Oh, you're doing that keto thing? Oh, you know, you can't do that. That's not sustainable. You know what eating Chinese food is? 80-20 rule? Like, since when? Tell me when human beings as a species, the hundreds of thousands of years we've been on this planet, that the 80-20 rule, people even thought about that it was even a concept. It wasn't. You know, because it's full of shit. But these are the things that people want to do to be able to justify the things they're doing. Instead of just having a little bit more accountability to their actions, then they infect the people around them. The worst part is that we're infecting our kids. You know, I've had somebody tell me, you know, and judge me, you know, in a very public environment, is saying that I fed my daughter too much bee pollen before a Thanksgiving dinner when she was like one and a half, maybe two years old. Like, think how ridiculous that is to be able to challenge me 
that I've had my daughter too much bee palm when she was that young. Like, any parent knows that any child is not going to eat something that they don't want to eat, never mind at that age. But then again, anybody who knows anything about bee palm knows how nutritionally beneficial that is. So when, when you're pounding back that gravely and shoveling it down your mouth with that white bread, you have the massive insulin spikes and you know insulin dumps and going to Weight Watchers and bitching that you know you can't lose weight and you don't understand why. You know maybe it's because you should have put some bee pollen in your mouth before, you know, so that you weren't you know so hungry for all the shit food you packed in your mouth. You know these are the things that really start to bug me these days. You know people come around uneducated opinions, challenging people who have educated opinions and actually care about themselves. You know, like I said, it's rampant in this industry that I'm in. And I just, I don't understand why people with, you know, they might flip through Facebook and see somebody, you know, that may have had some success doing something, you know, and also now they become educated and invest no interest in it. You know, versus when they come, there's an army of people, you know, just like myself that are on, you know, listening to podcasts on the internet, reading magazines, listening to podcasts, educating themselves, figuring it out because we are all so much different. You know, and that same person that wants to criticize everybody is, oh, you know, I'm different because I'm different, but this is the reason why. This is why the success, you know, it doesn't work for me. But you know why? You know what? They're not willing to figure out why and what will work. You know, get off your ass and stop watching all this shit TV. Netflix binges, get off your ass and figure it out. You know, it's simply that easy. You know, but the people just don't want to do it. They'd rather criticize the people that do try to figure it out. You don't want to break that mold. You know, and the whole thing is, you know, like that's the most disgusting part about this world is that it's not even just about health and fitness. It's rampant in health and fitness, but it's rampant in life. You know, and the one thing that I really look at, you're like, when did this start? When did this become acceptable and why? You know, to be able to challenge, you know, like all these people's, you know, ways that they want to live their life, you know, especially when it's healthier, you know, trading a healthy, active lifestyle for one that's not. And all the people who are unhealthy, people who aren't staying on top of their game, those ones who drag the people down repeatedly that want to, you know, and why is that okay? You know, the people who just want to do a little bit better, push the bar a little bit higher, Something that we've always done as human beings before our race just got to be the most lazy it's ever been since we've like been bipedal. Like it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, and when's that going to stop? You know, I used to think it had something to do with, you know, like a faith-based background, you know, because there's just these main religions that people, you know, kind of live their life by and, you know, everybody had one. You know, it wasn't that, too, that long ago. I was raised that same way. You know, I was raised, you know, Anglican, you know, my mom, you know, she was big and taking us to church, you know, till we got to that point where she said, hey, look, you know, you're old enough to make a decision on your own what you want to do. So I, that's one of the reasons why I respect my mom. Well, she didn't force me to be. And the same reason that I'll never force my girls to ever choose one religion if they don't want to be. You know, you might follow a different religion, you know, every six months or for five years and then not, you know, and that's fine. And that's okay. Because who am I to tell them that they have to? You know, but I used to think it was because it's that people didn't didn't really open. You know, they might back pocket it. You know, they might just sit in their house, you know, and like kind of bitch to their friends, you know, about how, you know, these people should be doing it this way and, you know, blah, 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 blah. 
you know, but now it's just, it's so open to public and everybody's a target and everybody wants to dig in. But the funny thing is, it's like the people who actually have a fight to give, they just give up. It's the people who have no right to even be putting up a voice. You know, and don't confuse that for people that shouldn't have a voice and they shouldn't speak up, but they shouldn't be able to speak up against other people's systems that be able to make them happy, no matter what it is, because you don't like it. You know, and the funny thing about today is automatically, if you're not doing what other people think is right, they think you're abusive or neglectful. You know, and a key thing behind this is, again, when it comes to children, is the way that you teach them to eat, but how you just raise them in general. It is disgusting that our government has to step in against helicopter parents, against parents who are letting their kids figure it out and learn conflict resolution and understand how to be able to navigate life because they have to walk to the park or school. Like how many of you people know out there that there's free-range kid bills being passed so that parents don't have to live in the fear of being prosecuted because they let the kid walk to the park. Like, think about that for a minute. Your child walking to the park. The government has had to step in against these people who think that other parents are being abusive and neglectful because they let their child walk to the park. Research it. You know, it's on Google. Type it in. You know, Utah is the first state to be able to pass that bill officially. You know, here in Canada, there's a mother in Manitoba that wants Manitoba to be the first province in Canada to be able to pass the bill, the same thing, but she's tired of it. You know, but when are we all going to stand up? You know, where it's not just that, but it's so prevalent. You know, it used to be this code before that you didn't judge another parent by the way that they raised their kids. You know, now all these people have this voice, you know, that they're judging other parents because of things that they do. You know, and again, you know, I get criticized all the time. You know, like I let my kids climb. You climb and you fall. You know, you might break your arm. You might twist your ankle. You know what? It's fine. You know, because bruises heal and so do bones. And it's okay. I had this one person, male, female, doesn't matter. Judge me on, you know, like how I let my kids just kind of roam around, let them do their thing. And you're like, I'm there. I'm watching. You know, if they fall, I'll call them. I'll make sure that they're okay. I'll nurse their wounds if they get them. Judge me on my parenting and how I just let it go. And this is a person, you know, I got frustrated with their daughter, smacked her in the face. That's how this person dealt with it. But that's okay. You know, because for me, it's like, you know, I might not agree with that. And, you know, fundamentally, I don't. You know, but I'm not going to go and, you know, call the ministry or, you know, I'm going to post it on Facebook or, you know, I'm going to get involved because it's like, you know what, there might have been a lot more to that situation than I understand and, you know what, that person might feel like shit for the rest of their life. You know, and these are the things like where people step in and there's no consequence anymore. You know, but there, the thing is, I really firmly believe that there is going to be soon. You know, because you see, you see the rally starting. You see these people starting to step up and be like, you know what? You people who bitch and complain about stupid shit constantly, you need to stop. You know, and I think these people who just want to be these, you know, social justice warriors, you know, for campaigns of bullshit, you know, they're getting away with it now and it's fine. You know, they have this like this real great army, but the thing is, 
it's just it's like a, a balloon full of air instead of water. When you pop it, it just evaporates. It doesn't even get anybody wet. But the problem is it's awakening all these people, you know, like this mother in Manitoba, you know, like this government in Utah and all these provinces and states that are stepping in and being like, you know what? It's got to stop. You know, and that pendulum is going to swing and it's going to swing hard because there's going to be substance behind it. It was at no point in our lives have people ever got away with what they're getting away with now. You know, and all these people, you know, who can stand strong on their two feet and be like, you know what, you can judge me. You know, because when judgment comes, you know, I can I can handle it. I'll state my piece, I'll state my opinion, I'll put my evidence forward, and let's have at it. Because you know what, at the end of the day, there's a really big difference about, you know, getting involved in other people's lives when you just don't know what's going on. Knowing one side of the story, looking at it for face value instead of digging in deep. And it's the problem, huge problem. And dishonesty, big problem. Because you know what? People just want to be that one person, be like, I got this. I got what nobody else could find. You know, I'm going to be able to step up. I'm going to be the person who criticizes person X, Y, and Z. You know, I'm going to be a hero for it. But how many people really are those heroes? How many of those people, you know, those social justice warriors or people who are stepping in or, you know, people who are ostracizing other parents for being a parent, where are they today? You know why you don't know where they are? Because it doesn't fucking matter. That's why. You know, and obviously, you know, you listen to this whole thing. You probably never heard me swear this much. You probably never heard this much passion behind my voice in any way of these podcasts. You know what? But there's a few situations today where it just like, I'm like, that's why today I knew today was the day. You know, it's just, it's all these people who just want to step in and I just don't understand. You know, it's uneducated opinions stepping in where educated opinions are getting crucified. You know, and just well-known, you know, guys like Jordan Peterson. You know, if anybody doesn't know who Jordan Peterson is yet, that that shocks me. Like, it absolutely shocks me. You know, and it's just the world we live in today, you know, getting to that point in no return for all these people who are just amping up against, you know, other people's getting in their business. You know, like the pendulum is swinging hard back because, you know, through podcasts like We Are I and just, you know, people being able to get their message, their word out there, all the people who sat quiet for so long, they're not sitting quiet anymore. They're getting out there, standing up and saying like, look, we've all been quiet for a long, long time. You've had your time. You've said your piece, but it stops today. There's a lot of people getting out there. There's a lot of people pumping content out there where it's like, look, hold your own shit accountable. Get a grip of your own life. You know, we all know you're only criticizing other people's lives because your shortfalls. It's not ours. And everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about. You're either on the side where you're bitching and complaining about other people's shit and judging them. Or you're the on the side of the table getting criticized for it. I will always, always be on the side of the table where I'm getting criticized for it. 
Because being a martyr for my personal sovereignty in my life as a person, you know, my life as a father, my life as a professional, I will accept that criticism all the time. Because my personal sovereignty, my opinion for my life and for my children and for my industry and where I want to take my life, that's a value to me and all the people who see that value. And all the people that don't see the value in it, that's fine. You know what? Stop paying attention to me. Because you know what? I care less about you, which is fine. It's not abusive. It's not neglectful. You don't need to stand up. You don't need to have this big social voice. Because you know what? We both can walk a different direction. That's fine for both of us. It doesn't need to be a conflict. You don't need to butt heads. I'm not looking at trying to convert you into the way that I think. So don't try to convert me into the way that you think. Because if I wanted to think, if I wanted to act, if I wanted to live my life like that, I'd already be doing it. And I'm not because I don't want to. As much as that you don't want to live my life. You know, somebody told me one time, they're like, Blake, it must be miserable to be able to live my life or live your life. And I was like, you know what? The only part about my life that's miserable is having to talk to people like you repeatedly. Because, you know, I'm happy. I wake up happy every day. I'm happy all the time. Anybody who knows me, I'm ha- I'm a happy person inside. You know, by coming up with the people who want to challenge me for the things that I'm passionate about, you goddamn right that's going to get me heated. But it's going to get anybody heated. Anybody on this planet is going to get heated about the stuff that they're passionate about. You know, and the stuff that I'm passionate about, I spend countless hours making sure that I'm well-educated in it so that if you do want to have a conversation about it, let's have a conversation. But come at an educated perspective. I don't want you to sit down and have a conversation with me and challenge me on things that I know a lot about, things that I dedicate my life to, things that I research constantly, and come at me with an uneducated opinion. You know, and a classic example of this is, you know, like one time a lot of people know this about me. Like I was just on fire when this person called me out on social media telling me that the human brain didn't evolve and there's not the science behind it. You know, when we started to eat meat and cook meat, you know, and said, well, it was only because of the ice age killing off all the plants of the reason why that we started eating meat in the first place. It's like, do you understand how ridiculous that sounds? If there was no plants on this planet, there would be no herbivores to be able to eat those plants. Apex predators eat animals that eat plants. There would be no animals to eat. There would be no humans today. It's things like that. I was so happy for days. Oh, I salivated at that conversation. Everybody knows. People in my life were just like, oh, Blake, you must be loving this. I'm like, I love this. I can't wait. Then when I actually got to sit down with this person, it took me like all of maybe 10 seconds to realize where this opinion came from. And I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't execute the conversation after. I had to shut it down immediately. But it's things like this when I look at it, like, why? 
Why call me out in the first place? And if you do, I'm happy with that. But come at me with this, this mountain of evidence of why you feel that way. And like, let's have a debate. Let's talk. Let's get into it. Let's grind. Let's elbows in the dirt. Let's crawl through it. Let's talk. Try to sway me from a position of education, somewhere where you can stand in a strong place of conviction. Don't come at me from a place where it just is completely hypothetical. Just a bunch of nonsense that doesn't even deserve to be coming out of anybody's mouth. But see, these are some of the big problems. The constant, think of the static, just amount of bullshit that is in everybody's days because of positions like that. And again, this always comes back down to things like, you know, parenting and how we live our lives. You know, because if you are going to judge another parent, what's the number one thing that people always say? You know, you don't know what they're going through at that moment. You don't know what's happened. You know, like you see that person, like, you know, getting frustrated with their child. And you're like, oh, man, that guy's an asshole or that woman's a bitch. But you know what? Like, yeah, they might be in that moment. But they might have went like five years without ever acting like who knows and that's fine you know what everybody makes mistakes and it's okay and you know the one thing with the people in your life that when you make those mistakes and you realize how strong your social network is and I feel as though that's the one thing I'm so grateful for in my life now where I, I really understand the value and like all that research, you know, that I've put in and all the, all the podcasts and the books that I've read about mental health and surrounding myself with mental health doctors and being like, you know, what makes people happy? Like really, you know, in that Harvard study where they followed those thousands of people around for 70 years and say, okay, you're from every walk of life. Every socioeconomic background, you've you've achieved success, you've lived on the street, you're you're black, you're white, you're anything in between, everything, and it always came back down to feeling valued within your social network, feeling loved, no matter what, just feeling loved. That's all it was. And that's where once I really just kind of cemented that concept in my mind. I really started to understand. It's like, you know what? You know what? That is true. And the best part about it is all of these people who continually challenge me every day on the things that I'm passionate about and who I am as a person, how I decide to live my life, how I decide to raise my children, all these people who challenged that forced that outcome. And for that, I thank you. That is amazing. I would have never have known. I've always known that I had great people in my life. You know, people that I've sat at home at nights. You know, I've been at work and I've looked at these people and they just like, it brings a tear to my eye. You know, I just feel it in my heart and I just knew these people were amazing, but I just really had no idea. But I'll tell you the one thing I really had no idea about is that people in my life that want to criticize me and try to be able to beat me down and hold me down. These are the people who actually brought those people to the forefront of my life to realize how amazing they are by how much they stood behind me. The people who don't judge 
how I eat. The people who don't judge how I train. The people who don't judge how little or how much I sleep. The people who don't judge me letting my daughter climb on a 20-foot spider web looking thing at a playground that's at a playground and I'm letting her play on a tool at a playground. It's like, well, you should be holding a trampoline underneath her in case she falls. I thought that's what the wood chips and the rubber matting and all the bullshit on the ground now is for. But yeah, if she falls and she breaks her arm, I'll call one of the doctors I know who works in one of the multiple emergency rooms at the hospitals in the lower mainland and I will get her the best care possible. All those people, they don't judge for that. And the one thing that they've let me know, and this I could have never have connected with, is what they think of me. I was always so focused on what I thought of them. I had no idea what they thought of me. And it has been the most humbling experience in my life. Knowing how loved I am by the people in my life. And knowing that it's just not like one person. It's not a male. It's not a female. It could be young. It could be old. It could be anything in between. But all these people who have just looked at my life, know everything about my life, how ooh, I've sat down and I put my life to them on a platter of the most transparent water you've ever seen. They know it all, everything. And they're like, turn around. I was like, why? Like, turn around. I'm like, why? This doesn't make any sense. Turn around. Okay, now look in the mirror. What do you see? An army behind you. Brought me to my knees. On my knees. Because then you realize the value that you bring to other people's lives. You know, and we all get so focused on these people who want to judge and condemn and have this bigger voice. But the one thing I realized in my life, I'm like, why is the, why is it that these people who found out and understand everything about my life, who could judge me the most, who could walk away at any time, they never really said anything. They never really said anything. But all these people who just look, you know, keep it surface, they're like, hey, let me scratch the surface. You know, let me rub that bruise. You know, they judge. They want to bring it. They always have something to say. They have this little squeaky voice. It's like this wheel that just squeaks and squeaks. It just irritates you. You're like, why? Just somebody put some oil on that wheel. But I found the oil on my wheel. I know where it is. And I know where I stand. And I know what kind of support that I got. But why was the voice so low? And why was the voice of all the people on Chris I so high? I still don't understand that. 
you know, so I've talked to some mental health doctors and I've talked to people in my life and I'm like, you know, like, why do we do this? Why does it take such profound moments in life for the people who should actually have a voice to stand up and give you that voice? Why is that? Why? Like, it doesn't make any sense at all. You know, like, we should be able to, you know, have such a, a vocal understanding and a conceptual understanding and a very heartwarming understanding of how we actually really truly sit in people's lives. But you know what? It's, it's, the, it's the mosquitoes. It's the mosquitoes who just hum around your ear and you're like, oh man, where'd that shit go? Like, I get that. What's on the shoulder? Smack. Oh, damn it, I missed it. Look down on the forearm. Damn, it's drinking some blood right now. Shit, I missed it. Why is it the mosquitoes? The irritation, the pests, why? Why are they so vocal? And why are they the ones that it feels like it matters? And why are, why are there so few people in life that may be afforded the opportunity that I've had? And what can I do to be able to give the people in my life that same thing? It'll be on your birthday, a random Wednesday, a Friday morning. Like how, how can I express this to you all and let you know? Because I want to. I want you to know that I got you just like that. I want you to know that I got you like you got me. Because it's important. It's so important. You know, because being able to stand behind each other to that degree, like it's, it's important. And this is the reason why people in third world countries are happier than what we are in so-called Western civilized countries and why our mental health rates are skyrocketing out of control. Because we don't need to rely on each other anymore. It's proven. The statistics are out there. See, and if I cited one of those statistics or a website and I happen to get it wrong, it's the squeaky wheels that are going to come out and be like, Blake, you got that wrong. But you know what? It's the well-oiled wheel that'll click another link. It's the well-oiled wheel that'll tap something else into Google. And they'll find that information. Because they're a well-oiled wheel. They're not a mosquito. And that's the point. People just want to buzz. But why? Are you looking for a purpose? Is that what you need? Do you have so little personal value to yourself in life that you just want to criticize other people? Is that what it is? Because the one thing, when people know of their own value to themselves, not value to other people, but when people know the value to themselves, they're oiled, they're polished, they got it. You know, and that has nothing to do with a bank account, a car, or a house, or anything. 
You know, and I had no idea how well oiled my wheel was till all these people in my life allowed me to understand how polished that is. You know, because all I kept looking at is like all these people who just chirped and buzzed in my ear. I was kept looking like, how can I polish and refine this more? Not even understanding it already is. It already is to the right people. It already is to the people who matter. It already is to the people that I should only care about. And the three people that I know that the most about is my three daughters. You know, when my oldest is just sitting there and just we're randomly on the couch just hanging out, doing homework or playing games. She's like, I love you, Dad. Just melts my heart. You know that 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 feeling when your nose gets tingly? You're like, damn it, I'm about to cry. That feeling. Like my youngest daughter, when she just only wants to be in my arms, she will just knock her two sisters down. She will chop them at the leg. She will barrel through. She's like, I may only be one, but I'm a tiger and I will get in his arms. And she'll claim her spot. And it'll melt me down. Because I understand my value to her. And I understand how she sees me. Because I'm, I'm polished and I'm oiled to her. And that's what matters to me. You know when my middle. When she sits there and she just from across the room. Is, huh, huh. And I'm like what's, what's your deal baby girl? Huh. I'm like oh I understand. You know her favorite thing to do? She's like, Dad, lift up your shirt. I'm like, why? I look at her. She's like, I want to hide. So I lift up my shirt and she crawls right in. Anybody who knows me, I'm like a smaller, extra smaller, little boy's large shirt at best. There's not a lot of room for me. Never mind somebody else, but she just gets right in there. She just crawls right in there. She just wants to be that close. That close. You know why? Because I'm well oiled to her. And I'm polished to her. And that means the most to me. Those three girls, that's what I mean. It's things like that, it's moments like that. But you know, but it reaches so far out past that. You know, my family, I understand exactly where I sit to them. You know, and when I say this, I don't want anybody to ever think, and I don't ever think, and I don't ever want myself to think that I'm perfect. I'm the first person to be able to admit my faults. I go to counseling. That's fine. I read books to make me better. That's fine. I listen to podcasts, and that's fine. I challenge the way that I think constantly by putting myself in forms of people that I feel like have one up on me because I can learn from them. I sit around with doctors and I talk about the body because I know they know more than me. Challenge me. Tell me I'm full of shit. I'm fine with that because tell me why I'm wrong. Set me right. I'll sit down with mental health doctors and I'll talk to them. I'll be like, hey, this is how I think. What do you think of that? Tell me. Because you know what? If it's wrong, I need to correct that. You know, like, hey, let's work out. Let's, let's play squash. You know, let's road bike. Let's paddle board. You know, like, let's lift some weights. You know what? correct my form so it always can be better and that's fine with me no problem with learning 
But the one thing that I do have a problem with is trying to learn from the people who are coming at me with just a chirpy mosquito voice with an uneducated opinion. Because what gives you the right? What gives you the right for anybody? You know, I just might happen to be strong enough to take it. And you know what? Sometimes I'm not. But nine times out of ten, I am. But what about that person you do that to that nine times out of ten, they're not? You knock them down hard instead of pulling them up. You know, and you criticize me and criticize my philosophies. You can say that I'm egotistical, you know, I got a big head. But you know what? The people who know me, the well-oiled wheels, the polished rock, they know I'm not. They understand that. I could care less about notoriety and fame and recognition. And the funny thing is I had a person call me egotistical who dies and gives up everything to be on a red carpet who's been on a reality TV show claiming to fame of once was and just needing that that outward social look and that appearance and hey look at me and cameras flash like feed your ego nah you know come with me when we're feeding children who have no food oh wait you don't have time you have a flight to catch to LA that's cool you know what because there's 40 or 50 of us standing over here feeding these kids we got them you go do your thing that's okay but you know what? Judge me, that's fine. Because I'm with a lot of well-oiled wheels and I'm with a lot of polished rocks standing there too. And it's okay. You know, I was sitting around with my counselor, you know, and an actual like psychologist. You know, I'm like, I'm like yeah, there's, there's this part of me that I've never really been able to connect with. You know, maybe you guys can tell me why. I'm like, I love sports. I love competitive environments. I love pushing the limits. I love testing my body. Like, oh, I just want to eat it up. But why don't I ever care about finishing first? Why do I not care enough to push a little harder or train a little more or want that trophy or, oh, something to say, hey, Blake, you finish first. Why, like, why do I not even care? I just like to do it. I just like to be a part of it. I just like to just test it. You know, but I got some of those answers now. And realizing that it's just for my personal sovereignty. For who I am as a person. I don't need the clout. That's not me. I don't, I don't care. And the best part about this is I know a lot of people will listen to this and just be like, oh man, Blake's so full of shit. He just, he loves, you know, be in the center of attention. You know what? No, I don't. I told somebody one time, you know, that I'm actually very introverted. I have a very tough time in social situations. You know, and she said to me, she's like, Blake, you know, like we were just at a party the other day and, you know, you walked in and you just blew up and made it well known that you were there and you called out to the person whose birthday party it was from across the room and said whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but if you really knew me, that's because I'm scared. 
It's my only way to be able to get it out there. It's the only thing that I can do to be able to bridge that gap because you know what? That fear, I'm not scared of it. I want to own it. I want to be able to gather and like, no, I don't want to be the center of attention because, hey, look at me. Sometimes I'm the center of attention because I'm scared inside and I need to own that fear and make it my bitch. Because that's important to me. That's growth. I'm challenging myself in that environment. Anybody who knows me loves I just kind of like hanging out by myself. You know, I'm in the back country by myself. You know, my dad said to me a couple of weeks ago and he's just like, you know, I could call you at like three o'clock in the morning and it, if you don't, if you, even if you have self service, you, you might tell me that you're 30 miles deep into the backcountry alone. I was like, oh, that's peaceful. I love that. That's my connection. That's where I live. That's where my mind is at every day. You know, it's the ironic part about these podcasts and the reason why they do them. I really wanted to work on, you know, my communication with other people, but forcing myself into social situations where like I could walk into a room and actually have a conversation with somebody and not be scared to do it. You know, there's a very, very big portion of my life, you know, when I would go to a party and I would just be like, I don't want to go. I don't know what to say to all these people. All these other people look like they're having fun. They all know what to say to each other. They're all laughing. Like, I, I can't do any of that. You know, most there's a lot of times I still feel that way. You know, but the one thing that this this podcast and sitting down with these people and the best part is sitting down with everybody that I've never met before. And being, you know, like we can have a great conversation. You know, just hanging back. It's all a part about, you know, this journey about being better and refining it down and just trying to polish that wheel a little bit more. Because it's something I care about, you know, being better, you know, pushing the limits. And, you know, again, it's just being a martyr for my personal sovereignty for me not being a a public martyr like oh i have to use these other people this group this x y and z to be able to have this voice so people look at me no absolutely not if you want to be that person be that person if that's what feeds you that's what feeds you if you need to buy into that buy into that that's fine but all I'm looking for is just being better for me. You know, the, these you know these these chirping people in the ear, these mosquitoes buzzing around. It's like every time that I recognize that people are trying to be better for themselves, it's when they get the most, they fly the fastest. You know, those wings just flap and create that noise. You know, when they need to drink more blood, you know, fill up the little sacks. You know, before fall comes and they die off. You know, because they're scared themselves. They just, they don't understand their value. And why? Go challenge yourself. Put yourself in challenging environments. You know, like learn something new about yourself. So you stop caring about other people so much. Get out of their lives. They didn't welcome you in 99% of the time. And because if you don't understand what's important to them, doesn't make what's important to you more important to them doesn't mean they should value what you think is more important. But you got to value what they think and how they feel. That's the line. So, you know, 
again, this is going to be a lot different podcast, you know, than what, you know, everybody has heard before. And it's, you know, I just, I am proud to be a part of this movement that's coming out. And, you know, there's some big, big names, you know, the, the number one person, you know, who pushes out there, just challenge yourself and get out of other people's lives. Joe Rogan. I think everybody needs to give him the amount of love and respect that he deserves. You know what? Because not only does he push it and challenge it to be a, a martyr for his own personal sovereignty, you know, but the, he brings these people on his show that are just trying to do the same thing. And what's the one thing you always hear them talking about? Is these mosquitoes flying around? Chirping, chirping, chirping. That squeaky wheel. Because we all know the squeaky wheel gets the grease. It's not the well-oiled one. They just keep rolling down the street. It's not that polished rock. But again, you know, I think like the, the best thing that's happened to me in my life outside of having my three girls is understanding exactly where I stand in life to the people who matter the most to me in life. It is amazing. Because I look at these people with a totally different lens. It's like the perfect eyesight. There's nothing opaque about it. I see them and I get it. I understand. And it is such an amazing place to be. And I find it to be life's irony. You know, like we were talking about earlier, you know, on this solo podcast here is the, it's the squeaky wheel that refined that for me. I just never thought it would be. I never thought that. Like how crazy. So instead of being frustrated with that squeaky wheel and, you know, wanting it to stop and wanting it to slow down and stop turning and making all this noise, I've started to understand, make that noise because I embrace it now. I get it. It's awesome. You know why? Because it brings out all the best things in my life. I started looking at it with a different sense. It's that that silver lining. It's like I used to look at it like, hey, I just I gotta change who I am to for this squeaky wheel. I don't have the right grease. I can't get it to stop. But you know what? I don't need to. I need to let that squeaky wheel keep on making all that noise so that I can understand what I have in my life already. And how I don't need to change and how I just should keep going down on the same path that I am. And a lot of people are that same way. Been a lot of people in my life in the last couple of years just that same way. And like I said, I see it. I see it on TV. You know, I see it when, you know, global news out here in Vancouver, you know, has these these stories about helicopter parenting and the detriment it is to our kids and these bills that are being passed and you know government stepping in to say let other people get out of our children's lives just get out you know i hear it when i listen to all these podcasts about people just getting frustrated with other people getting in their life challenging them you know, and there's great ways to be able to challenge people. And, you know, like that is absolutely fine. 
I want to be challenged all the time. But when you don't challenge somebody from an authentic, educated perspective, when you lie, when you when you challenge people on a foundation of lies and you're standing on fire while somebody else is standing on granite, it's going to burn your feet. And that shit doesn't feel good. The granite might be cold, but you know what? It's sturdy. It's solid. You know, I will make mistakes today. I will make mistakes tomorrow. I will make thousands of more mistakes in my life. But the one thing that I know and the tools that I have now and the understanding and the clarity that I've got, like I like that. I like that. And it's not even one of those times, you know, like where those mistakes, you know, are like all of them are learning experiences. You know, sometimes they're not. You know, because sometimes I don't need to learn from those mistakes that, you know, I've made. I need to learn how other people handle them. That's the learning experience. That's the probably the biggest thing that I've learned in my life in the last couple of years is that when I make the mistakes that I make and I see how other people handle them, that's what I need to take away. That's that squeaky wheel. That, those are the people who want to use that against you. And those are the people who want to try to use those circumstances to be able to cut you down. But again, that's like standing on fire looking for stability instead of standing on that granite cliff looking down and saying like, hey, I got this. I can stand here and I'm not going to fall off this mountain. I'm on sturdy, solid ground. Because people have always made mistakes. Do you think when... The first person who tried to figure out fire figured out right away they probably burnt the shit out of their hands trying to figure that out. They probably beat rocks against their knuckles. They are out there in the rain, couldn't figure out why that spark when they hit those rocks didn't happen. You know, they're in the wind and the cold and you know, finally this fire came. It's like, how did I do that? How can I do that again? And refined it down to that, that polished rock, that well oiled wheel. You know, now we got life. It's like the evolution of everything on this planet. You know, look in that, like, like dolphins used to be wolves. Do you think that happened overnight? Not a chance. Thousands of years that happened. It was a constant refinement down to that. You know, look how beautiful that turned out. Not that wolves aren't beautiful, but we all know dolphins are just on a, on a different level. They just, they're amazing. You know, and how intellectually advanced they are it's amazing you know but that was trial and error and trial and error and trial and error and they eventually just got right but you know what what's that dolphin gonna be in 50,000 years from now 100,000 years from now what's it gonna be you know and you know look at your own individual life that same way you know that wolf could have let you know, nature take its course and take its life. But you know what? It didn't. You know what life did? Life turned that wolf into a dolphin. And it continued to survive. Because it kept polishing that rock. It kept oiling that wheel. And it just kept getting better and better. So we all have that opportunity 
to focus more on polishing that rock and oiling that wheel than what we do, you know, to be able to try to find a way to dry up somebody else's wheel and, you know, sandpaper their rock and get all these rough ass edges on it. And you know what? Stop it. Stop. You know, it might work for a minute. It might work for a second. But you know, it's never going to work for a lifetime. You might get me. You might get the next 10 people, but you know what? You can meet your match. And that's fine. So always be that person that comes around because they're coming from an authentic place. Their rock is going to be so polished and their oil or their wheels going to be so oiled that you'll just never be able to do it. And let's hope that everybody stops before that point. You know, because there's a lot of lot of species, you know, that needed to evolve just like that wolf did into that dolphin that just didn't make it. They just didn't make it. That's a shame. Not willing to grow. It's a tough life to be able to live. But again, this whole podcast, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up here. This is this is paying homage. This is this is a tribute. This is for all those squeaky wheels out there. This all those mosquitoes. You know, this, this is for all those people who criticize, who condemn, who judge, who want to offer their opinion where their opinion is not wanted. This is to you. You know what? Because it might sound like I got this passion in this voice, but man, if you could see me, the smile is from ear to ear because you know what? I'm happy. You know, I'm happy with my life. I'm happy with what I know. I'm happy with who's in it. I'm happy where it's going, and I'm happy with who's going to be in it. Because I know the place where I'm coming from. And I know the place that I'm going. So again, buzz around my ear all you want. It might not be me who gets it. You might go buzz around somebody else's ear, and they might swat you. That's fine. But grab a book, listen to a podcast, go to counseling, talk to a friend. Just be a little bit better. Be a martyr for your personal sovereignty. From an actual, real, genuine, authentic place. Because again, that's how I'm going to live my life. That's how I'm going to live my life. How's I've been living my life is I just want to be a martyr for my personal sovereignty, for myself and myself alone. Because that's all I need to be. I don't need to be a martyr for other people. I don't need this voice to be able to give other people or take on challenges for them or give them a voice. No. I just need to have my own. I need to walk through life knowing that when I decide to make a decision as a parent, as an adult for my life, that that's okay. And I just find it shocking that the government has to step in to be able to quiet people who just want to buzz. You know, and that movement's coming. There's a lot of it coming. I know I've said it, you know, on this podcast already, you know, but it's coming. You see it. If you just stop, you know, if everybody just stops and they look, it's there. And it's coming. It's growing. It's on the news. It's in the newspapers. It's on the internet. You know, it's on these podcasts. 
It's people walking down the street. They're there. Because all those polished rocks and all those well-oiled wheels, they know that it's time. They need to start saying something. And those are people that I find that just actually have real compassion for other people in life who really want help, who really come from genuine places. And I've been fortunate enough in the last couple of years to understand how many of those people that I have behind my back. Because when I was told to turn around, not understanding why, but when I was told to turn around and look in that mirror and I seen all those people behind me, and I looked around and I was like, looking at all the faces of those people, looking at what they've done in their lives, what, who they are, what they represent, the people standing behind them, when they look in the mirror, I was like, hot damn. That is a big group of amazing people. And what did I do to deserve that? I don't know. Maybe one day I will. They've all told me. They've all told me I got to start connecting with it. They've given me the reasons why. They've told me the reasons why they've stood behind me. They've told me the reasons why that they're there and they'll always be there. And it's amazing. I truly owe them my life for that. And I hope that other people, you know, at a point in their life, without having to go through adversity, even though adversity is just the, the purest, purest water to drink. But let's all have to stop going through adversity to be able to recognize all those people and for those people have to come out. So we're going to end it there. Hope that you guys got jacked up. Hope that you guys just understand where I'm coming from. You know, for all of you that don't, cool. Listen to it again. Burn it. Destroy it. Doesn't matter to me. Use it against me. Use it as fuel. Use it for your fire. You know, get your social justice movement going behind it. That's fine. Because you know what? There's a stronger movement behind it. Don't forget, there's a lot of people behind it standing on that granite. And let's hope that you're not standing on fire. So again, thank you to all the squeaky wheels for bringing out all the most pure and authentic people and moments in my life. I thank you.